What is up, folks, and welcome back to the Vegas Confessions Podcast, episode 79. We are going to be covering the next four days of my 11-day Las Vegas trip, but first, I have some questions concerning the mass mandate that's going into effect today, July 30th. I'm your host, Jay, and we're going to be covering some of the places I visited, the people I met, the friends I ran into, some of the awesome stories along the way, including all of my Vegas adventures, like things done for the first time, probably the hottest blackjack run I've ever had in Las Vegas, all of the content created along the way, all of the seriously cool connections that were made, and some of the awesome surprises that came throughout this trip. All of that right now on the Vegas Confessions Podcast. Let's go. Hey there, everyone. This is Matt Bridget, and you are listening to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. Didn't we go to my favorite dive bar before that? We went yeah. to Double Down. Double Down Saloon. Yeah, we had some ash juice. I am all about asking. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go check that room. There's like a dead guy in the in the bed. And the, the lady at the counter says, well, we'll call housekeeping. Like <laughs> housekeeping? Jay's never met an asshole he didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the guy at third base at the blackjack table I was at last, who was obviously trying to keep a high-low count, but was mouthing the numbers as the cards were being turned over. Be careful what you say, because we can have you whacked. Hey, I'm Nicky Furnitz, and you're listening to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. Well, welcome back. If you're new around here, like I said, my name is Jay, and we love talking Las Vegas. We frequently visit, and we explore the town. And I'm going to be sharing some stories that will show you guys we are different than the average bear when it comes to visiting Las Vegas. <laughs> so that being said, guys, let's jump into a couple shout-outs. I do have to give one to the Vegas Visual YouTube channel, or as I like to refer to him as, The Watcher, because this gentleman watches all Las Vegas vloggers and lets everybody know on his channel about the different content that went up every week and he's been sharing a lot of our vlogs so thank you as well as our buddy tim over from the better life podcast who had an episode all about a first timer going to las vegas so tips tricks and recommendations all about it and what to look forward to do's and don'ts and all of that goodness very cool episode and it happened to be one of the friends of the vegas community carl schlegel who's also a gambling enthusiast so it's right up our alley so definitely worth taking a listen to so again, thanks for including us and letting us share a little of our input on our first-time Vegas recommendations. Look at Tim making it to the shout-outs two weeks in a row on the Vegas Confessions. This thing's gotta be rigged. <laughs> Seriously, thanks for all the love, man. And let's not forget the folks who support it and keep it free for me to do over on Patreon. Eric Rosenthal, David Sowell, Taylor Jew, Neil Macedo, Chris Moore, Rodney Kelly... Michael Traeger, Scott Jarvis, and Travis Atherton. Thank you, folks, for supporting the show. Much appreciated. And if you want to support the show and everything we got going on here, check out our Patreon link in the show notes. So I definitely wanted to ask you guys, with the new mask mandate back in place in Las Vegas, does that make you guys reconsider or rethink your trip? Does it change your outlook on your trip? Does it mess it up for you? Or are you like me? Regardless, you're still going to show up. <laughs> so I know this is a subject we can cover a whole episode about, but with it being placed back recently, do you think it's going to hurt Las Vegas? Because of the spikes in Clark County and all the different states recommending not traveling to Las Vegas? 
Yeah, so those are definitely some questions I wanted to ask you folks and get some of your feedback. Definitely reply to me on Twitter. Let me know how you guys feel about the situation and if it would change outlook on going or not. Again, for me, it's not going to matter. I'm going. <laughs> Alrighty, so with that being said, let's jump into the trip. So now we'll be covering Saturday. We are moving downtown. So I did start packing the car before heading down to get something to eat at the pub. And you know what's on the menu. Of course, chicken fried chicken, baby. But as I was heading down, I noticed that there was a bar on the casino floor. So I noticed this bar. And this bar was in between the pub and the actual blackjack tables. So I asked about it. And when I asked about it, they told me that this was their Bloody Mary bar that they have on the weekends. And one thing that was neat about it is it wasn't just your typical Bloody Marys with olives and lemons and stuff like that. But Alice Island took it to a whole nother level with bacon, chicken, and waffles. Of course, it had the celery in there too. But these things look phenomenal. And I'll share a picture on social media because it's the weekend coming up. And again, this bar is always open and available on weekends. So just something to keep an eye out for if you're at Ellis Island on a Saturday or Sunday. Definitely check out this Bloody Mary bar. So I then make my way over to South Point for the final day of the event, and I spent majority of the time just filming and interviewing folks that were there. But then a really cool story happened while I was there and shooting film. So a lot of the tables and a lot of the dealers, which are the people who have the tables and different booths there with all the different collectibles, has a bunch of these different free chips for you to take, and there's signs there, I'm free, take me home, right? And so I was like, oh, this is a really neat one. I'm going to take this one, I tell the guy that's in the booth. Then he proceeds to tell me, well, with somebody with that shirt on, you might need two. And I look down and I'm wearing my straight out of money shirt. <laughs> and that's just what I mean. Everybody there, super nice people, very down to earth, and made it just a lot of fun just to be there. So, so very cool to witness the whole thing and meet a lot of people there. I look forward to going back next year for sure. So while I'm filming again... David approaches me, again, the guy who invited me to this event, and he tells me that they need somebody to accept an award on behalf of the four queens for one of the chips. And, of course, I'm like, let's do it. So I got to accept an award on behalf of the four queens at this event, which I thought was a lot of fun. I even took a video of it, and I'll be including that in one of the vlogs upcoming as well. So, again, just a lot of fun to do. So after talking to the Spinetti family a couple times and visiting their booth, I knew it closed at 5. So I wanted to leave the event a little bit early and head over down that way to check out the whole place. And let me just tell you, everything in this place is everything you could imagine. Casino and Las Vegas related. From gaming items to you name it, memorabilia, anything you could imagine. There's slot machines, there's a little bit of everything. Felts, jackets, you name it. Dealer equipment, I mean everything they use in the actual casinos is at this place. So it was really cool to go down there. Got permission to record from everybody that was in there. Ron, super down-to-earth guy. And there's also another story I have to share with this one. So mentioning going down there. So a couple listeners reached out and they're like, hey, if you go down to the Spinetti store, make sure you say hi to Luke. And Luke is apparently one of the sons. So as I went down there, you know, I'm walking around, checking everything out, taking video. Meanwhile, I proceed to ask one of the guys, hey, are you Luke by chance? And he's like, nope. And so I left it alone. Well, later on, as I'm checking out the store, I run into another gentleman and I ask him, hey, are you Luke? And of course, I get the weird look and I'm like, look, you're apparently really loved by a lot of the listeners of the show. So I just wanted to come down, say hi and let you know, hey, you got a lot of support out there. And he was like, how cool is that? So after chatting with him and hunting him down, 
I got to hang out with those guys for a little while after they even closed just to talk about the store and everything that, you know, they've been involved with and some of the fun and pros and cons of doing that job. So it was a lot of fun to hang out there. Again, guys, if you guys are in the area, check this place out. So originally, I had the General's Gambler store on my list. Well, every time I passed by that place, it was closed. So there was an old location and a new location across the street. Both were closed, so I made my way to Spinetti's, and I'm really glad I did. Picked up a few items, which I will be showing you guys here soon. I'm very glad I went down there and picked up a few items. I'm really glad I can spend a little money there and show a little love. Very cool to hang out with those guys and very friendly people down there. So definitely check out the back room too. There's so many different felts from Baccarat to Blackjack to craps tables. Every different casino you could imagine. It's really, really a cool spot worth checking out. So after hanging out there for a while, I made my way over to the plaza. And upon checking in, they let me know my room wasn't available. So I was like, well, what does that mean? It's already like 6 o'clock. And she's like, no, no biggie. We got you a different room, so don't don't worry about it. I was like, okay, I just need something basic, you know, no big deal. And, of course, you know, I tipped her. I didn't think nothing of it. I didn't know what I was getting. I, again, I, would, I didn't ask for anything. Man, talk about a hell of a trade-off. I walked into this thing, couches, kitchenette. Not one, but two ACs, a lot of storage in the closet. I mean, just really cool. It was one of the older suites that they used there at the plaza, but really cool. I mean, really spacious. And I used the couch a couple times to do a couple different recordings. So it was really cool. I was really surprised by that. And that was really awesome. Again, to the folks at the plaza, thank you for always welcoming me in and always going overboard. So then following after I'm unloading my stuff, I got a text from Jeff, who's from the East Coast, saying he was over at Circa having a bite to eat at Saginaw's Deli. So I decided to make my way over there and go hang out and chat with him. Afterwards, he showed me his room there at Circa, which I thought was really nice, not too bad at all. And then we, you know, chatted for a while, but he was flying out the following day because he had been in town a few days already. So it was cool to see Jeff. Always a pleasure just to hang out with you guys, even if it's, you know, an hour or so just to come hang out, have a cool conversation, and just catch up. Because again, Jeff, I've met a couple times, I believe, in AC. So always nice to see Jeff. Very cool. Afterwards, I decided I was going to take a walk down Fremont and started a live stream for the YouTube channel. And we took a walk all the way down to El Cortez, checked it all out, the different bands, all the people, hung out, chatted for a bit. And let me mention, the live stream chats are just so much fun you guys kill me man there's so much jokes you guys are making fun of people and we're just laughing and having a good time and i love showing it all to you guys so again always a blast we made our way back to plaza back through fremont and went over and gambled on some slots for a couple hours didn't go so well but again for the most part we had a blast we were hunting for bonuses on different slot machines and then that just didn't come through so little rough one that night but had a blast overall, and again, the chats are just always amazing. It was really neat because while we were in the chat having a good time just cracking jokes, people actually started donating, and I let them know, you know, this is the first time we've ever received any kind of donation or anything like that, so it was really cool, and you know, the, the love and support every single day, like, I can't talk about it enough. You guys are always amazing. So afterwards, I decided to grab a slice at Pop-Up. And, of course, I had to grab a little bit of fried pickles as well. Talk about tasty, man. Those fried pickles are just really good at pop-up pizza. And to make it even better, you dip it in ranch. It's really, really good. So after I was done eating up there, I decided to take a stab at some blackjack before hitting bed and walked away plus 170. So won a little bit of the money back from the live stream, 
But, you know, it was already almost 4 a.m., and I had to call it a night because I had a 9 a.m. meetup with Jake and doing some recording and going to have lunch the following day. So I already knew I was pushing it. So glad I was able to take a stab, win again on the blackjack table. And again, this was just the hottest trip as far as blackjack. It was really, really fun. And there's something to be said about winning and having extra money throughout the trip to just buy stuff, utilize it for gas, whatever you want to do, a shop, use it for food. That's always awesome. Now, this is this was new for me. This is not a regular thing, so I was really enjoying this part of the trip. <laughs> so the next day was Sunday, which was actually Father's Day. My last day of the trip. Well, so I thought. So to begin the day, I went down and grabbed some coffee, and then I saw that our buddy... And I saw that my buddy Mark from the Other Me YouTube channel was live streaming on Fremont. So I went over to say, you know, Happy Father's Day and say hi. And then I was going to head out and meet Jake afterwards. So following that, I head over to Jake's house and we start, you know, I start checking out all his setup and stuff. And we start podcasting probably for a little over an hour and just had the coolest, natural, raw conversation. No notes, just picking each other's brain covering different Vegas topics and just Vegas itself and podcasting. Just a very down-to-earth dude and always a great conversation. We even hung out afterwards, went and got some lunch for another couple of hours and just have a blast every time I hang out with this dude. I'm really glad and fortunate I've met this dude. This guy's a really good dude. You guys definitely check out his podcast, The Guest List Podcast. A very, very good listen, definitely. Jake, always a pleasure, brother. And it was really neat to see the way other people create content, the way they do their videos, the way they do the podcast, their whole setup. And, you know, it's really neat because I know how I do it here at my house, but I've never seen other people set up. So that was really cool. And again, Jake, you welcoming you welcoming me in your house is a pretty big deal. So, again, just know that goes a long way with me. And that means a lot, man. So following the recording, we decided to head out for lunch. And this is what I mostly love about Jake. This dude was like, hey, so where do you want to go? And I'm like, I'm game for whatever. And he's like, me too. And that's what I like about him is we really don't make plans on where we're going to go. And we just kind of, you know, go with the flow. And we ended up at a spot called the 18 Bin in the Arts District. Now, being that I haven't spent much time in the Arts District and being there a couple days prior and now being back, you know, I have to say really cool photo ops, some very cool spots around town to check out. It was just really piping hot outside. So, you know, we didn't really do too much walk and we tried to get out of the heat as much as possible. But the really cool story this time was when we went to go have lunch at the 18 bin. So we had our lunch. I think Jake had like a breakfast burrito and I ordered like a Philly cheese melt, right? So we had our lunch. We had a good time. We were joking around. I was showing him a little bit about the gimbal and how it all works and stuff. Well, then it came time to pay. So of course we start arguing over who's going to pay. And to go ahead and solve this matter, we went ahead and threw our credit cards inside the hat and as the server came back to the table I shook the hat and she picked the card and lo behold she picked Jake's card so let's just say that meal just tasted even better because it was free (laughs) but that's the fun with Jake right like he's very down to earth that was like throw your card in I'll throw my card in he's like hell yeah let's go and so when she picked the card he said something he was like It's because my card was thicker. (laughs) So, again, always a blast. These are the moments and stories I just love to share with you guys. So, again, if you're in Vegas with friends, there's like six of you guys, throw all your hats in a credit card and play some credit card roulette at dinner. I bet you you guys have a little fun. Now, again, we weren't going overboard. We weren't buying, you know, steaks, wines, all that expensive stuff. We were just having lunch. So, always a fun gesture to do while in Vegas for me. 
And let me just say, this place, the 18 bin, awesome setup. Outside setup, inside setup with the bar. Got a restaurant vibe to it and just very cool atmosphere. The 18 bin, very cool place to check out for sure. So as I'm heading back to Plaza, I get a text from Joey Gibson from Texas saying, hey, where are you going to be tonight? And I'm like, what? He's like, better yet, why don't you come meet me at the bar on the casino floor? I'm here. I'm like, what the heck? So I go down there, and sure enough, him, his son Joey, and his wife Ashley, all there. And let me tell you how they do their trips. These are how awesome they are. So they basically did an overnighter, less than 30 hours, and just to make matters even better, they showed up in Vegas purposely because Joey's team was playing one of our other friends in the community's team, Mississippi Rob's team. So Texas versus Mississippi were playing for the College World Series game one, and they decided to meet up in Vegas while Rob was already there. Joey decided he'd meet up with them so they can witness the game together and actually meet up in real life in Las Vegas for the first time. So how cool is that? And these are the stories that, you know, I enjoy telling and showing you guys that, again, this is a community that is just very down-to-earth and everyday people. So this is how awesome Joey is. He represents so much that he showed up with a huge Texas flag. I'm talking pole and all. And waving it through the casinos. He had chants going on at Plaza at the bar representing Texas, right? He was yelling, hook him, right? And other people that were walking through the casino were yelling, hook him, they're yelling, cheering for Texas as well. And I'm like, what the hell? And it just kept going. Every time they yelled, more people started jumping in on people on the blackjack tables. And he's waving his flag and we're just laughing. And that's just the fun friends we have. And again, Joey Gibson, you're always a blast to see. It was really a pleasure to see you. So they said they were going to watch the game over at Circa, of course. So I decided to go over and hang out with them. And that's when Joey dropped a huge bomb on me. Well, the first one. He let me know that another podcast, the 360 Vegas podcast, was having a meetup in town that night at the Vegas Vicky Bar downstairs in about an hour. I had no idea. And I know I'm, I, I even told them, hey guys, I've been so busy with doing the YouTube channel and podcast version of the show that I didn't even, you know, I haven't been listening as much. I didn't even know that this event was going on. And they're like, how funny. So... I was already headed on my way out, not even knowing about this event. Let me just say, it was so cool to see everybody from all over, and without masks, smiling, having a good time. It was just really fun to hang out with everybody and catch up. Because I used to go to these events when I first started going to Vegas. I used to make sure I hit every one of these events, the podcast meetups, as much as possible. So right before that, Joey Gibson drops another bomb on me. So let me take you guys back to 2019 to the Sugar Bowl. Georgia played Texas, and our daughter goes to Georgia, so we're big Georgia fans, and we follow them in football as well, and Joey, being from Texas, is a diehard Texas fan. So they played in the Sugar Bowl in 2019, and we created a friendly wager. Loser has to represent the other one's colors in Las Vegas. Well, lo and behold, guess who whips out a Texas jersey? So of course he's like, hey Jay, time to pay up that bet. So I had to represent Texas colors the rest of the night in Las Vegas. <laughs> Talk about fun, right? Or not. <laughs> I love you, brother. Always a good time. So afterwards, we decided we wanted to go gamble and we wanted to play some $10 craps. That's what everybody was comfortable with and that's what we were looking for. So we had friends basically going all around the different casinos, hopping around, checking limits. 
So everybody kept finding $15 tables. So I already decided I was heading back to the plaza because I was going to go charge some equipment. And before heading back to plaza, I decided I was stopping by that Victory Burger and picking up one of those Captain Crunch milkshakes because I still had yet to make it to Planet Hollywood to check out serial killers. But I saw on Victory Burger's menu, they had milkshakes pretty similar. And just let me say, this thing was delicious, man. Total game changer, especially on a hot day for sure. I thought it was going to be too sweet, but it wasn't. It was perfect. It was just right. So as I'm walking over to Plaza, I see that there's an empty table. And it's at $15. And the other table's got like three people on it. So I just kind of asked the dealers, hey guys, do you guys want to fill up the table? I got a group of like 30, 40 people over there looking to play craps across the street. And they're willing to come over if we can at least get it to 10 bucks. Long story short, they were like, no, we're going to leave it at 15 It's a weekend night. I'm like, okay, totally understandable. If you want, you can ask the pit boss. I was like, okay, I asked, you know, wouldn't hurt. So I asked the lady and she was like, you know, we got to set it at this limits tonight. I was like, hey, no biggie. She was like, but if the boss wants to, you know, no biggie. So I just thought, hey, you know what? Let me see if Jonathan, you know, wants to get this table full. I was like, hey, Jonathan, we have an empty table at $15 and we got a group of like 30 people ready to play 10 bucks. Like, you think it would be okay with, you know, lowering it to $10 so we can fill it up and everybody come out here and have a good time? He's like, done. So the course, as soon as I say that, I look up and the lady's like, hey, we got you, no problem. So we call the group over, everybody heads over. They played craps for probably two hours. The table was full the whole time. Everybody was winning, so much so that they were tipping so well. The dealers were into it. Everybody was having a good time. They were hitting so many points that they created a, an ongoing thing that every time they hit a point, they did the wave from one end of the table to the other. <laughs> again, a lot of fun, and I have video evidence of all of this stuff happening, guys. So again, make sure you guys are checking out the YouTube channel for sure. We ended up there till about 2 a.m., messing around, making videos, shooting, you know, little funny commercial clip fails and all kinds of different stuff going on that night with Vital Vegas and just everybody in town, man. It was a great time. Again, can't get enough of those smiling faces. Always a pleasure. So we all were splitting up, saying our final goodbyes, especially on my end. I was, you know, planning on leaving the next morning pretty early. And, you know, I wanted to say goodbye to everybody. So about 2 a.m. we split up. I went up to the room, start packing, getting organized. And my goal was to get to sleep as soon as possible. That way I can be up and on the road by at least 7 a.m. heading back to California. Well, that leads us into Monday morning. I wake up about 8.30. (laughs) So immediately I call Kelly and I'm like, man, I woke up a little bit late. And she was like, well, what was your plan in general? Like, what were you going to do? You were going to come home and then we were going to go right back? I was like, yeah, initially I was going to come back for a few days. Then we were going to come back for the Resorts World opening. But I wanted to get home, start jumping on some editing, get some content out to you guys, right? So she's like, babe, why don't you just stay there? You got plenty of stuff to do. You have things left on your list. I had still hadn't made it down to, you know, a couple spots that I wanted to check out. So I was like, you know what, babe? That's a great idea. I'll talk to the actual host, see if we could extend the days here or what I have to do about, you know, getting that taken care of. And I'll give you a call back. So long story short, she was like, you know what? Let's just go ahead. I'll fly in Wednesday and then I'll fly back when I got to go back to work that following Saturday I'll fly home Friday night. I was like, all right, deal. So we set that up. I extend the room, extend the stay. Then I was on my way to keep the adventure going in Las Vegas. And I headed out towards Henderson. 
And like I mentioned on one of the previous episodes, we had a local business who reached out to us saying, you know, they were listening to the podcast and they're enjoying it. So I decided, you know what, I'm adding them to my list and I'm going to go visit this place. And this place was called Luciano's Bistro. And this place, to my surprise, was literally a mom and pop shop. When I walked into this place, the daughter was running the register and the son who was 16 years old was cooking the food. Now the mom was managing and overseeing everything, Janelle, but literally a mom and pop shop. Talk about family owned and operated, this was it. So I placed my order, I ordered a large combination, an order of wings and fries and then an order of onion rings, just to kind of get a variety of stuff, right? Let me just tell you probably some of the meatiest wings I've ever had in Las Vegas. The wings and fries, let alone, filled me up. Now the pizza wasn't bad either. The onion rings cooked to perfection as well. So again, the food was not bad at all. And following, you know, making a video, reviewing the food, also taking a video of the whole place, my whole experience. And after eating my food and stuff, I, you know, I interviewed the owner, Janelle, and her son, Pierce, who, like I said, was cooking at 16 years old and just kind of got their background, how they started. And the story behind it's even cooler because they opened their business right when the pandemic started. So literally, they've been able to work with, you know, basically just to go orders and not being too overwhelmed from the beginning. So it was real. It's a really cool story, a really cool spot. And just very down-to-earth people. Janelle, thank you so much for inviting me in. Again, I love supporting local businesses, going down to check out the place, and being able to come back with the review for you guys. So definitely, definitely, if you're in the Henderson area, check out this place, Luciano's Bistro. The only downside to it is when I drove up to it, I realized there was a bar next door. And I was like, oh, cool. Then I read the name of the bar, and it says the Packer Bar. And I was like, oh, not cool. Because if you guys don't know, I'm an actual Chicago Bears fan. So I was like, oh, well, that's probably the only downside to it. (laughs) But even jokingly, like afterwards, she was like, hey, before you leave, you got to go check out the bar. I go, yeah, and come out with a black eye. (laughs) She started laughing. But yeah, a very cool experience. Glad I went down there again. Thank you guys so much. And go down there and try it. And seriously, let me know if you guys do. Again, the meatiest wings in Las Vegas. Hands down. Good stuff. Yeah, and to make it even sweeter, it was actually the owner Janelle's birthday that day. So it was really cool to just sit there and, you know, get her backstory of everything and just see how much love and effort she's putting into the place. So, again, definitely visit it, guys. So afterwards, I decided I wanted to do something for the first time I've never checked out, which is actually fascinating to me, which is the monorail system. So I wanted to go check that out. So I headed over to Sahara and went and parked over at Sahara because, again... Free parking's a big thing, right? If you're a local in Las Vegas, and I've learned this trip, especially being there 11 days, that the last thing you want to pay for is parking. So free parking, I had my list the whole trip. I even put it out on social media like, hey, guys, I've been looking it up all week. Just so so you guys know, here's all your free parking options. So it was really cool to just find those options and utilize that to my advantage. So I went over to Sahara. Again, not the best area, but literally went, caught the tram. Saw how simple that was. It was a $5 charge each way. So I went over to the other side of the strip towards MGM. And I was there in little as eight minutes. So my intentions were to make a video about it and show you guys how simple it is and how beneficial it can be. Especially the time saving with walking and beating the heat because these things are air conditioned. And again, from eight minutes from one end to the strip to the other, I mean, you can't beat that. So again, I'm glad I checked that out. 
And like I said, my whole intention was to make a video, but it was so bumpy that even with the gimbal, I was bouncing around all over the place and it just didn't really come out that good. But I'm still going to throw some clips in there because it's actually pretty funny. I'm trying to keep myself in the frame. <laughs> so as I said, I was over on the other end of the strip, so I did get some footage on that side, walked through the casino of MGM, got a little footage there, and then made my way back at Sahara within an hour. That's how simple it was. Literally a $10 trip back and forth. And probably cheaper than an Uber and Lyft right now. <laughs> so I could definitely see if I'm not taking my vehicle in a future trip, I'll be using that if I'm going to be moving around on the strip for sure. Because I think an all-day pass was like $13. And again, if you utilize it more than two, three times, you're set. So definitely worth checking out. So following that, I made my way back to the plaza because I had to charge some equipment, char recharge myself, get myself situated. And then I decided to head down to the casino because I definitely wanted to give Plaza play. I, d I did give Alice play this trip and I made sure I gave Plaza play this trip. So I went down to the blackjack tables. And, you know, being that I was already on a hot streak majority of the trip, I decided I'm going to stick with it and hit the tables. But as I was headed to the tables, I stopped at a couple slot machines and 150 gone right away. And I'm like, son of a man, come on. So I went to the blackjack table already, you know, Pissed off at myself, but got on another little heater. Cashed out from there plus 220. Again, another $15 table at night. So, cashed out 220. Ended up walking up to the room knowing that, you know, I still have leftover food from Luciano's. I just picked up a big soda. So, I went up to the room, mukbanged everything, put myself in a food coma, and passed out and called it a night. <laughs> at about 3 a.m., which leads us into Tuesday morning. So I grabbed some coffee and I kept the trend going of places I've never been to and I decided I was going to head out to Oyo. And again, free parking. So again, I wanted to head over there, check out that spot. I had never been there ever, so I definitely wanted to check it out. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but they actually have a Hooters inside. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but one thing I did find interesting is they actually have a blackjack table that's $1. 365 days a year, 24-7, they said. And I was like, wow, really? And they're like, yep, that was their response. 365 days, 24-7. I'm like, wow, that's neat. So after walking around and checking the place out, you know I had to sit down and play some dollar blackjack. And let me just say, I've never seen people so stressed playing dollar blackjack in my life. <laughs> Talking about doubling down and it not working and losing $3. It was seriously an interesting thing to see when people would get frustrated when they lose three bucks, two bucks, whatever. So one thing I found interesting is they had a side bet on this game and you can make more on the side bet than the actual hand. So all you had to have was the same suit. And so we were making money on that for a little bit. But overall, I think I stood there for about an hour, an hour and a half. I lost about $22. <laughs> but in return, one thing also really happened where a couple of people saw me tipping and they were asking me why I put the chip up top on the blackjack table, right? And I was like, oh, I'm tipping for the deal. I'm playing with the dealers. You know, if I win, she wins. If she, if I lose, she loses, right? So they're like, oh, I go, and this is just a way to tip, you know, without, you know, having a tip all the time. You can play with them. It's just another form of, of tipping. And they're like, oh, okay. By the time I was ready to color up, this whole table, we were all tippied for the dealer, every single hand. And this dealer probably walked off from the time I was done playing, 
with probably $45. So I went from losing $22 and she gained $45. And again, the win from that was, hey, I taught people how to tip at the blackjack table. So again, that was the win for me. $20 was nothing, especially I'm already on a hot run. So that was probably the major downfall of the blackjack sessions. This trip was the oil. I went down $22 and $22 hard. <laughs> Afterwards, I made my way over to the strip because I knew I had a couple different walkthroughs I wanted to complete. So I made my way over to Cosmo. So once arriving at Cosmo, I start recording and, you know, I have the gimbal and the phone on it. And so I'm pretty noticeable. Well, one thing I will say is this security there at Cosmo was probably the most coolest security I've ever come across. They were like, hey, bro, did you get the chandelier bar? Did you make sure you got the other backside area over there so you could show the whole casino? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so that was really cool. Did a whole casino walkthrough there at Cosmo. And again, just a cool vibe at Cosmo. Just very, very unique as far as casinos go. All the different games all around the sports book area. I mean, just very cool. I, I really do enjoy it. Yeah, just a cool casino to visit. Definitely worth checking out if you're on the strip. So afterwards, I was headed off to the Bellagio because I knew I was heading to the conservatory and I wanted to get all the footage from the new setup that they had going on at the current time. So I went over there, recorded a walkthrough through the conservatory, and then I received a text from Kelly. Hey, I need you to play some bets in for me. So I decided to head over to the sports book got some bets in for Kelly, and this is where something happened for the first time this whole trip that I hadn't seen. So after placing some sports bets, now mind you, Kelly's sports bets are pretty pretty good sized bets. At least a few hundred dollars every time, right? So to my surprise, after I'm done with putting the bets in, they give me three drink tickets. So I decide, hey, what better time and opportunity than to have our first drink of the trip Let's go sit at the bar and catch a little bit of the Vegas Knights game that was going on. So I went over there, had a couple beers, and eventually made my way back towards the strip where I was going to go get the car and head back downtown because I was going to do another live stream on YouTube gambling there different slots at the plaza. So I did make my way back there where, again, the most entertaining part for me is probably the live stream more than the content <laughs> because for me the jokes the laughs the recommendations and what we're looking forward to as far as the games and playing them together with you guys the slots it's a lot of fun we did get slaughtered nevertheless but that was okay so after that i decided i was gonna take a walk to fremont because i was gonna get something to eat i had originally in mind american coney there at the d but I figured, hey, you know what? I already had Dirt Dog on my list. Let me just walk and see if it's by chance open still. It was almost midnight at this point. So I was I knew I was pushing it. But sure enough, I walk up. This thing's open. Line out the door. And I'm like, well, let me be one of these people to jump in line. So I jump in line. I order my food. I think it was the Dirty Dog, some Dirty Fries, a drink. And I ordered the Flaming Dog, which is the hot dog they do with the hot Cheetos topping. So as I'm sitting there placing my order and trying to figure out what it is I'm going to have, a gentleman's standing there and he's just, you know, checking out my order. And so I was like, hey, man, I started asking, how's it been since you guys opened? And he turned out to be the manager and his name was Jose. And so I told him basically, yeah, I'm just picking up a bunch of stuff. I'm taking it back to the room and I'm going to go do a little video, trying your product and, you know, checking it all out. So I'm excited. I've never been. I've never been to the uh, location on the strip. So 
I'm looking forward to trying this place for the first time. And to my surprise, he added more items in there. Deep fried Twinkie, deep fried Oreos, uh, one of their specialties called the Flaming Esquite. This thing was like um, a corn cup with like some cilantro lime mayonnaise and they had uh, some hot Cheetos in there, some sriracha topping, all kinds of different stuff going on and it was delicious. I went in digging in unsure about it and it was probably my favorite thing. So let me just say now, I might have a new favorite location as far as downtown area to check out on Fremont Street is definitely going to be Dirt Dog. I enjoyed this place so much, let's just say I went to their three more times by the time I went home. And I'm not joking. I went the following day. I took Kelly and Chris from Faces and Aces podcast. We made our way down there the following night. Not on purpose. We just happened to end up being over there. And after telling them how good the food was, they were interested in trying it. And Kelly's going to be on on one of the next episodes. We're going to be covering her part of the trip where she was there with me. And she'll, you know, she'll verify that that food was legit. Definitely the best hot dog in Las Vegas I've ever had. Hands down, no questions asked. So after recording the Dirt Dog segment, I now have a huge burst of energy since I've eaten, and I decide, you know what, I'm going to head back down to the casino and check out the craps tables. I haven't played much craps this trip because, you know, I was trying to stick to the hotness of the blackjack tables that I was on, and, you know, that was working for me besides Oyo and that $22 loss. Ugh, it still stings. (laughs) Just kidding. So I approach the table and there's three guys on one side and an older gentleman on the other side by himself. So I go over and walk on the older gentleman's side. I get ready to pull some money out of my pocket and I pull my wallet out and I'm getting ready and I stand by the table and I'm just putting my money on the rack, you know, pulling out my player's card. And this guy, I look up and I smile and he gives me the look of death like, don't you freaking buy in right now. (laughs) I will mess you up. And I'm like... You know, I'm just kind of looking at him like, what the hell? So I don't say nothing. I wasn't buying in. You know, I was just, yeah, I was, I I didn't think nothing of it. So I kind of asked him, how's it going? Nothing in reply, right? And I'm like, okay. It's now his shot, right? The guy sevened out. I can buy in. It's now this guy's shot. So before he gets the dice, he leans over to me and he tells me, I'll let you know after this roll how it's going. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know he heard me, right? So now I'm like, oh, okay. So now at least he's talking. So... He starts rolling. This old man gets on probably a 30-minute roll and just hitting points back to back. Make a point, hit the point. Make a point, hit the point. I mean, so effortlessly, right? He probably did it two, three times in a row, and every time he did it, you know, I'm the type of person that when somebody gets ready to shoot, I'm clapping, I'm cheering him on, you know, let's do this, right? And so mind you, I had just walked up. So this guy goes to roll three consecutive points back to back, and every time he did it, He'd look up at me after hitting his point, and I was, you know, I was going to give him a little fist bump. Before I'd look up to give him the fist bump, he'd look at me and just give me a wink, right? Like, like one, a one-eyed wink, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. He did this a few times. And so afterwards, he's still going, right? And so we got money on the table. He's rolling. He, he's st- still hitting points. He's now hitting a bunch of numbers, just not sevening out. So we're hitting, we're making money, right? And so now... He's starting to get into it. He's hitting his numbers. He's starting to, you know, smile. He's starting to talk and get loud with the dealers and tip for the dealers. And so now he's starting to open up a little bit. 
This guy goes on to hit some more points. And so now he's looking at me. And every time he hits a point, he continues to eye wink. So what do I do every time he looks at me? I wink back. (laughs) So we have this eye wink thing going on. And it was just so much fun. This guy went from total quiet mute to opening up, dancing around, giving me fist bumps and high fives. And it was just me and him on the other side of the table. And I don't even know what the other guys were doing or if they were winning or losing, but I was having so much fun with this dude that, you know, I wasn't even paying attention. So it was a blast. Afterwards, we were just about ready to color up. Uh, He had eventually sevened out. We were getting ready to color up. And I wasn't even going to roll because I was literally up almost 300 bucks, right? And so I'm like, I'm good. Like, we just made some really good money. We had money all over the table and he just kept going. And of course, he had his little throw, his little setup and release every single time. So I was like, all right, I'm on board with this guy. Seems like he knows what he's doing. Plus, we got the winks going on. So it turned out that the winks turned out to be in our favor for this one. (laughs) So very cool. Uh, Before he left, you know, I got his name and stuff and we started chatting and his wife came up to the table and she's like, are you done? He's like, yep, mission accomplished, babe. We can go to check in now. (laughs) And so he hadn't even checked in. They had just driven in from LA and he was like, I just wanted to get on this crap table real quick. Honey, let's go check in. So he's like, you have a good one, youngster. I'll see you around. I go, yeah, I'll be here the next few days. So Again, just cool to just see him open up, come out of that shell. And that's just one of those things about the craps table, blackjack tables, and just gambling and everybody having it all on the line at the same time. And, you know, being in cahoots. So it was just really cool to see this happen as it was happening. And we had a freaking blast and won some money. So can't go wrong there. It was funny, too, because before he left, I told him, hey, if I see you tomorrow... I'm buying your coffee. And he's like, all right, deal. And so his wife started laughing and we all went our separate ways. But yes, just a very good encounter. So at this point, I went up back to the room plus $300, a new friend, and potential coffee date the following morning. (laughs) Ended up passing out about four. And that's definitely how the night capped off Tuesday night for sure. So again, guys, if you guys are enjoying this, I definitely want to thank you guys for hanging out, checking out the stories. Again, some of these places I'd never been to, so I'm excited to check it out and come back with the story for you guys. A review, you name it, especially a business and stuff like that. I'm game for doing that kind of stuff. Again, if you're enjoying any of these stories, definitely check out our YouTube channel because all of these vlogs are going up piece by piece as fast as possible. And keep an eye out for next week's episode where Kelly comes on with me as well and we recap the trip when she arrives to the moment she leaves and we'll give you our thoughts on Resorts World, the whole opening and how all of that went. Also make sure you guys are following us on social media because we give you guys posts of when everything releases, YouTube, podcast, you name it. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter, check us out on Facebook or even Instagram. All those links will be in the show notes as well. And last but not least, I do got to give a special shout out and thank you to all of our Patreon members for making this show possible. You guys are awesome. And if you guys are interested, you guys can check out the Patreon link that will be in the show notes as well and help support this podcast and hopefully keep this community growing and grow this thing to where we can make these trips a lot more frequently. So again, guys, thank you for listening. And until next week, I will catch you guys soon. Cheers. Cheers.